the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information. It's a week you will not want to miss. In fact, you could call us here in studio, 312-642-5600. Speaking about our studio, our studio is full with some experts and panelists with a lot of information to share. First up on the program is our returning guest, my good friend, Albert Ferguson. Albert, welcome back to Get Down to Business. Ah, thank you very much. Shalom. Absolutely. So um, we are now, uh, I can't believe it, more than halfway through the year. And uh, my wife and I were actually just walking around in the mall. And we saw a number of winter items starting to be put out in the stores. And uh, that's a sad, sad, sad reminder that... Uh, that the cold is coming, and perhaps many, many people need to start thinking about how are they going to stay motivated, stay active as the as the weather, uh, the good weather starts to go away. Albert, I know you've given a lot of thought to that question. What advice do you have for folks? Yeah, I certainly have. Indeed, you know, Labor Day is right around the corner. Uh, kids are going back to school. Uh, it's a time for a change. And the question is, what exactly can people do to keep themselves motivated, especially on both the fitness and the health and the nutrition front? Um, I found it can be very difficult at times when people have these long-term goals. This is what I want in three months. This is what I want in six months to be motivated by the, the daily what to do. So I typically set up something called a token economy for myself where, you know, right now I'm looking to do something over the course of the next eight weeks. And if by the end of that time I've been able to accumulate enough points, my tokens, um, then I get a reward. And if I'm not able to accumulate enough points, uh, then I have something that sort of runs in the opposite direction. So let's talk practically sure. um, as when, when you talk about points and tokens and things like that. I, I like what you're saying. That's the positive side of things. I think often people think about, uh, about the guilt. They feel bad about something that they did. You're talking about sort of pot- positive motivation. What do you mean when you do so, you know, the, the tokens? What, does that mean you could go wild and crazy and eat whatever you want and do whatever you want? How do people in, with a busy professional life what what is a good lifestyle regimen look like? Right. Good question. Uh, well, the first thing is you want to take baby steps. We're always looking at small steps. We're not trying to start and trying to do everything all at once because then the likelihood that you'll sort of collapse in on itself uh, can occur, right? So what we're looking for is it could be something very small. Like, hey, I want to reduce my portion size by 25%. I want to reduce my uh, sugar intake by 50%. And every day that I'm able to do that, I'm going to put a quarter in a jar, Right. By the end of the time, you know, it would amount to 56 quarters. If I have 50 or more, uh, then I'm going to go out for a night in the town with my best friend, Liz. If, on the other hand, I have 50 or less, then I owe my daughter $300 towards a tattoo that I told her she cannot get. Right? <laughs> Which means that it's, per- it's not going to happen. So 
you know, but on a daily basis, it's really important that you figure out what it is that you need to do and you give yourself a little bit of leeway. You know, for me, I have 56 days. I have 50 days in which I actually need to hit my targets. And on those targets, if you look at a normal week, four of those days need to be perfect. Two of the days can be good. One of the days can be okay, but I'm not really allowing myself any day where I just completely slip. So if, you know, I have a regimen and I'm very specific, and if that's, hey, I'm going to take the stairs up uh, to work and I'm going to reduce, make small reductions uh, for my meals or what have you over the course of this time period, if I'm able to hit those goals on those days, you know, I reward myself. Albert, 56 days is a long time. It certainly um, is. The, the key word they used before is motivation. Correct. How, at the halfway point, how do you stay motivated? How do you, when, when you're really not seeing the real results quite yet, how do you stay motivated and stay energized to hit those goals? Right. Well, that's just it. Nothing motivates like results. And see, when you see the coins building up, that in and of itself is some form of motivation. Sure. Uh, when you've made yourself accountable by letting other people know what your goals are, what your plans are, so they can sort of keep a watchful eye. My daughter will be keeping a very watchful eye, okay, because she wants to make sure that, that I don't quite hit my target. Um, you know, uh, that's really one of the ways that you stay motivated. And if you commit yourself to the process, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the end is important. But if you commit yourself to the process, you will see results. Uh, and so in the, over the course of time, by the time I hit the halfway point, I, I will have seen some serious progress that hopefully will fuel my motivation in addition to the token economy that I've established. Albert, do you believe in comparisons? Do you believe that folks should look at somebody else and sort of be a little bit jealous? Uh, do, you, do you believe that's a good way of motivation? I do not. I, I believe that the, the goal is always to be the best version of yourself you can possibly be. Of course, there's always some sort of aesthetic value to being healthier. Um, but, you know, your goal is really to be able to have as much energy as you need to, to get the things done that you need to and to be the person you need to be for the ones that you love in your life. And that's really more about you than it is about the person beside you or a person you see in a magazine every Sunday. So the outcomes. So the outcomes. Um, let's, let's talk about that. Sure. Bottom, bottom line, uh, people, what, what are the common themes that you've heard from some of the people that you've spoken to? Again, we're chatting with Albert Ferguson, who really is an expert on this topic of health, wellness, fitness. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of those concepts over the next few minutes. Uh, and Albert's talking to us about motivation. What are some of the common reasons that people have shared with you about why they want to do it? I don't think anybody enjoys being punished. People don't enjoy uh, inflicting uh, limitations on themselves or, or walking upstairs. What, bottom line, it's all about the goals. It's, it's all about the outcomes. It's all about the goals. It's all about happiness. It's all about having more energy and, and being a better person and doing the things that you feel you want to do with more energy with the people you want to spend your time with. Uh, and you know, it's, again, very difficult if you try to make a wholesale difference, try to make a 180-degree turn. Uh, but if you are incremental, if you say, hey, you know, I just want to make this small step over the course of these next 10 days, then I'm going to take another small step over the course of the next 10 days. If it takes 21 days to create a habit, it is exceptionally difficult to try and create 20 habits at once. So you fixate on one that's the most problematic. You work on that. You know, over the course of three months, six months, a year, you can make a, a true lifestyle change that will have a, a lasting impact. Okay. And for our busy professionals that are, uh, that are tuning in this evening uh, here on Get Down to Business, so uh, we talked about a few of those sort of uh, ideas that people can implement. You mentioned taking the stairs. You mentioned cutting portion sizes, reducing sugar, all those sort of things. Uh, for the busy professional, what are some of the things that they can do uh, realizing that they are likely getting up early in the morning, working until late at night, and running around meeting with people all the time, how can they squeeze in anything more into that into that seemingly cramped schedule? 
right? Well, you know, there's sort of the concept of sharpening the saw, right? This told about sort of the two lumberjacks who are competing to cut down trees, <laughs> and the one who actually goes away to sharpen the saw, even though he spends time away from cutting, actually ends up cutting down more trees within the time frame. Uh, you need to take time for yourself. And even if that's in only 45 minutes in the morning, if it's 45 minutes in the evening, if it's 45 minutes in the middle of the day, uh, to make sure that you're doing some small incremental change that's going to lead to you being actually a more productive professional. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So, Albert, let's talk a little bit about uh, the types of things that you and your team are doing. Uh, Fitness Matrix, you have, you have actually three uh, centers where, where people are actually coming out. And obviously, it makes it easier when you have that team system uh, and, and sort of that buddy approach, you, you know, that, that positive reinforcement and encouragement. Tell us a little bit about the, the different programs that you have in place to help people. Right, absolutely. Well, you know, in the three facilities, we have uh, one that's uh, a lean effects class, which is all about people who are interested in tightening and toning, people who may not have a whole lot of experience lifting weights, but it's a class atmosphere, so you feel sort of the camaraderie of the people around you, the energy of the people around you, and the friendly competition of the people around you to sort of do your best. Um, and it's a very small class. It's offered very early in the morning, uh, so the busy professional can get it done before he or she goes off to work. Uh, we also have functional fitness classes that are martial arts classes. You know, some people don't really care for treadmills. They don't care for, for devices. They'd rather do something and learn something while they're getting fit. So we have classes of that nature as well. And then we have corrective exercise uh, classes as well. At our other space for people who may be suffering from long-term injuries, and what they're really trying to do is make small adjustments in sort of the, the balance of the musculature in their body in order for them to operate optimally. And I know this might sound uh, like a strange question to sure. the fella that uh, that is running these 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 fitness uh, centers, uh, but do people actually need a, a a physical location to go to, or is this something that you believe, with the right motivation and encouragement, that people can implement even those small incremental steps uh, that can change their life? I believe the small incremental steps can be done by yourself. You need someone who's going to hold you accountable. Um, sometimes the trainer is good. I know a lot of people who say, the only reason I pay you is so I'll show up. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't, right? It's that intern- that motivation to get them out, to, to actually come and do something. So I-, I would really prefer that people have something where they're working. It could be beside a friend. It could be beside a trainer. You just want to make sure that you're safe and what you're doing is efficient. And that's really where I come in. Such important timing right before Labor Day, and uh, as the as the weather uh, starts to uh, the warm weather starts to uh, starts to disappear, and and people are starting to buy their cold clothing, and uh, and get ready for uh, for for new seasons ahead. Uh, kids are going back to school, new jobs are starting. Now is the time to think about getting motivated. Albert Ferguson, we always appreciate you coming on the program. How can you shared a lot of information? How can people get a hold of you if they want to discuss further? Uh, they can get a hold of me, uh, email address, uh, getfit at thefitnessmatrix.me. Fantastic. Uh, and on that website, uh, folks can learn more about some of those classes that you shared? Absolutely. Fantastic. Albert Ferguson, The Fitness Matrix, we appreciate your, uh, your expertise on the program. We'll be sure to have you back on real soon. Coming up on the program, we're, we're going to be talking more about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, more about the economy, more about... The, the state of business in 2017, in August 2017. Lots going on, lots to discuss. We're powered by Tandem HR. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR. Check out their brand new website, tandemhr.com. They've got a great blog on their site that you will not want to miss with lots of helpful information. Speaking of helpful information, I am thrilled to be joined here in studio. Garney Walters, uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming in today. 
Shalom, I'm excited to be here with you. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about the Petra Group and the very, very unique uh, work that you're doing, uh, helping a lot of people uh, and helping a lot of communities as well, which is something we're certainly very passionate about. Shalom, we have a, it, it, a niche, a niche market in the insurance industry. A lot of brokers out there, uh, and we are a broker, we can supply product, but what we're doing is developing jobs within the African-American churches, empowering people through employment. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Uh, Garnier, I, I want to I talk about the insurance products, and we'll certainly uh, be able to continue this conversation throughout the program. Um, but, Garnier, I'm always fascinated by the person behind, uh, behind the story because you've already said a number of interesting things, the services that you're providing to, uh, to folks in, in African-American communities. Fascinating. Garnier, where are you from? <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Shalom, I'm from a town of 130 people, Elsie, Nebraska. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, at least you can see it from my parents' doorstep. Um, and I was uh, an agent out there, uh, spent 17 years in Iowa, and then I got into Chicago. So everything I've done has been networking from a town of 130 people. Were you the mayor and uh, and a member of the city council out there and uh, together with the rest of your family? Actually, my dad was. Oh, I, I was kidding, but that's that's wonderful. I'm I'm not too surprised. Uh, that, that's great. So you made your way to Chicago, and what led you to this line of work? You know, that is a, 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 a great question. I'd been in the insurance business for 30 years. I, I had years, um, I, whenever I was an agent out in Nebraska, I came into Des Moines, Iowa, and at age 27, I worked into the uh, uh, to a company's uh, training pro- uh, department. So I I actually became the head of that training department. Mm-hmm. Became uh, built an agency in Iowa, but I wanted to come to Chicago. So once I got to Chicago and uh, started looking at at opportunities, I met some pastors and some African American pastors. And through questions, I, I said, "There's a need here. There's a niche." There certainly is. And now, uh, the Petra Group, your mission is to provide top quality insurance and financial products to member churches. And I know you're working with, uh, you have a number of alliances uh, that have been established. And it's funny, as, as I gave you the grand tour of our studio over here, as many of our listeners know, uh, we broadcast from the lovely, beautiful WIND studios here in Elk Grove Village, and we are neighbors with WYLL, and there's a church service airing right now. Please do not flip your dial to them right now. You could do that after Get Down to Business. But immediately you you listened and, and you said, hey, I probably know where that is. And indeed, I, I don't have any question about that because you've networked so well in, in meeting so many uh, so many faith-based leaders out and about. Tell us a little bit about the about what you talk to these uh, these these ministers and pastors about. What uh, what products are you introducing, and why is it a value-added proposition for them? I spend a lot of time networking with with pastors in in Chicago and throughout the United States. But we do three things, you know, three basic products. Number one is we insure churches. And in today, in especially in the inner city churches, it is vitally important to insure it properly. Liability and the property as it relates to the church. We insure pastors. There's been a lot of, you know, through the years, especially in the African-American communities, insuring the pastor properly has, has been lost. Pastor has two families. Pastor has their biological family and the church family. They die, and we all die prematurely, Shalom. They die. We want to make sure money is there so their family continues their same standard of living 
as well as making sure the church through secession can go on. The third thing are, past, are, are church members. And today, making sure you know, there, there's less in, uh, life insurance out there than there was years ago. So we spent a lot of time with the pastors and, and uh, understanding what's needed by their church members to make sure that they're insured properly. If they die prematurely, families have food, clothing, and a home. Which is something so important, and we certainly know how uh, how ingrained these uh, the, these pastors are with the families in the church, and and how so very important uh, that relationship is. So, tell us a little bit about the Petra Group and the and the sort of the structure of uh, of the company. I know I, I I always I talk about this all the time that I love companies that have a mission. And I know you use that word mission on your website quite a bit, and it's fascinating because you are a company, you are a for-profit entity, but you're all about community. So I'm curious, I, I know that you've got a number of people involved in the team uh, working with these churches. Uh, who are they, and, and what, what does everybody do? Okay, first of all, we have, uh, our company is as an insurance brokerage, but we're there for human capital development. A key person that we have is Jan Palfinier. She's our chief learning officer. We do something different than most brokerages. We, we train from ground one to make sure they know what they do. To, to, we, have a, we have a training program that Jan works with, a two-and-a-half-day class, her, her uh, agent academy. And then we have an online program, you know, life's a cinch by the inch and hard by the yard, and to make changes and develop uh, habits We've, we do it over incremental steps. So Jan's there to develop the people. We work with a gentleman. His name is uh, Pastor Calvin Cage. He is the um, director of corporate development with the National Baptist Convention USA. Pastor Cage works with us working with the National Baptist Convention USA. As far as introduction to pastors, we, we're working with pastors in Chicago, Washington, D.C., as well as Miami, Florida. So we have our whole our our, our whole team. Those are just a, a few of our team, but we're we're proud of our team. And the Miami, Florida, my guess is that that uh, the, the the prime time for that uh, for that market is probably November through March. Would that be a good guess? <laughs> Shalom, you've got that right. Pastor Richard Dunn is in Miami, Florida, and he knows he's going to see us right at that time. Of course, just uh, coincidentally, it happens to be that that's the prime time for that market. I won't ask any more questions on that subject. <laughs> um, and and that, that's fascinating. So uh, those markets are, are interesting. How did that develop uh, those relationships out and about in those communities? You know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's been networking and tenacity uh, and, and overcoming uh, it, it obstacles. Uh, it's the relationships that I have a relationship. Another part of our team is Pastor John Harrell. And Pastor Harrell believes in what we're doing, and he said, I need you to meet Pastor Calvin Cage. I sat down and I, I put the, the whole business plan together in front of Calvin Cage. Pastor Cage says, all right, you need to meet the president of our denomination. And that's really how the step-by-step went. I went Networking. To One door opens, and, and, and you jump through it, and, and the next opens, and you, and you just keep going. And you sound like a busy man, constantly running around, which is great. And, you're, and you continue to have the energy and, and the, the passion for it as well, which is amazing. It is. one. You know what? I've been in the insurance business for 30 years. When we started this whole, uh, the whole program, the business plan, I've had more fun since 2009 than I ever have in this industry, ever. 
And you know, it's funny as as I think back over the past uh, over the past uh, few weeks and months uh, since you and I connected. Uh, it was a story of networking, and, and I know that that's something that you're doing quite a bit of. We all have more time on the program to talk. Uh, to talk, I, I do want to talk about that learning and the training program that that, that you and Jan have, have implemented, uh, which is so important. And I know it's actually changing communities. You're not just introducing products, but you're actually changing people's lives, not just by providing the protection and the security of the product, but you're also training people. And that's that's hugely important. So we're going to talk some more about that in uh, just after our headlines in this quick break. But Garney, we'll, we'll do this several times over the next little bit. If you can please provide some contact information so folks can learn more. I know we've already gotten a few calls uh, about the Petra Group. Yes, we are petragroup.org. That's P-E-T-R-A-G-R-O-U-P.org. And our phone number is 312-882-0628. That's 312-882-0628. And, and absolutely check out uh, PetraGroup.org because there's so much information about our wonderful guest, uh, Garney Walters, who's joining us here in studio. Again, we'll be continuing the conversation with Garney uh, after our headlines and a quick break. Uh, very, very interesting organization, very interesting structure. Uh, remember, Get Down to Business is powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online, tandemhr.com, and give them a call at 630-928-0510, 630 0510, and they have recently posted a number of interesting blogs regarding the Affordable Care Act and regarding a number of regulations that have recently been implemented and introduced, and their team of experts are standing by with uh, answers to your frequently asked questions, and uh, you can contact them at 630-928-0510. Just mention Get Down to Business. They'll provide you with a free consultation. You don't want to miss out on that fantastic offer. Again, tandemhr.com. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. We'll be uh, posting links to the Petra Insurance Group and uh, many of their uh, services and many of the uh, quite a bit of information about the important work that uh, that our, our, our good friend uh, Garner Walters and uh, and his team are doing in a number of different communities. Garney, before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the training programs that you have been introducing in uh, in many different churches and communities. Uh, you mentioned certainly in the Chicagoland area, but also in Miami, Florida, and Washington, D.C., and beyond. The list does not need to stop there. Let's talk about the specifics of, A, why is this training program important, and B, what does that training process look like? You mentioned two and a half days. What is involved, and how is it changing communities and neighborhoods as a result of your work? One of the things that uh, working with pastors that we, we, we saw in, in the African-American communities is there a lot of a need for uh, opportunity. And so in our whole training program, we, first of all, we look at uh, selection of our agents or recruiting of our agents. They come from uh, a referral from the pastor. So once we have that referral from the pastor, and, you know, that's, that's a great referral source. Sure. Once we have that referral, we go through a selection process, and then it is, it's time for licensing. Sometimes people will have their insurance license, and some of them won't. Once we have them licensed, then our training begins. 
we have a, uh, a, a training that we, we have a, a basic track, tell them exactly what to say, if they're opening up a, sh- a church or if they're opening up a, 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 to talk to a business. And that two-and-a-half-day course, this training content is content, Shalom, that I worked with, we've worked with for 30 years. It is, it is training, it is insurance training uh, content, but it's also developing the whole person. It's just not, you know, uh, information on what a life policy is. It's what to say. It's setting up goals, time management, the whole – it is development of the whole person. So they can be successful in every facet of, of what's involved in, in – once they have their license, what, what happens from there, uh, which is important. And when we've, – we've spoken a little bit about the products and services that are offered – um, by uh, by the Petra Group, and, and certainly uh, as you go out there and, and, and market, um, are we talking about individual products, business products? Uh, what what else can you offer? Okay, well, first of all, we do have business products because we train our people to insure churches, but they can also insure uh, any type of business. Mm-hmm. So it's, they're just not limited to the churches. We also work with um, individual life insurance, disability. But we also work with worksite marketing to keep. We're 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 teaching our people to fish. We're just not giving them a fish. And we work with all state. For example, all state benefits, which is is uh, voluntary benefits. We do that in the churches. We can do that in businesses. And our goal is to get our people, teach them to fish, and get them out there working and developing a career and making a good living. You're speaking my language. This is something we here at Get Down to Business are so passionate about. And as our listeners know, I've been involved in networking and community development for uh, for, for a while uh, in trying to help all different communities, trying to help people, as you said, uh, teach them how to fish, which is, which is so important. And there's not a one-size-fits-all approach, is there, Garney? No, there's not. Networking, and that's something we do teach, in that in in our whole training is networking how to network not only in that church but networking out amongst the whole business community all those churches have business owners uh and and different people from government i mean i've i have one of my persons name is lafayette mcgarry he's a pastor he works with church of god in christ and he is networking through several politicians to 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 work into worksite marketing in our in our government those are things that it is exciting for me and getting people moving forward. Garney, I want to talk uh, it, briefly. We've got about a minute remaining. Uh, I want to talk briefly about some of the lessons that you might have for other business owners. You've been doing this for a while. You've had, you have a fascinating story. What is one thing that you wish you knew when you got started in developing the Petra Group that, uh, that, that perhaps you know now and that you can share with other business owners? I wish I would have known that the sun will always come up the next day. Mm. If you mistakes are target adjustments, because before I would fall apart. Now, just knock me down because I'm gonna be right back up doing the same thing tomorrow. Tenacity. And we spoke with Albert Ferguson earlier in the show about motivation. So you know that uh, it certainly sounds like there are bad days, um, and and that's that it's important not to sugarcoat it. There are bad days, but it sounds like you look at the bright side of everything and, and know that there's good in store and that you know that you're doing good work in the community. Absolutely, Sean. I'm, I'm so excited. And when we get things moving and we get in front of a group of people, we get from a group of pastors, you get into a church and you see what we're able to do, 
man, I'm ready to get up the next day. You've got a lot to be proud of. Uh, Carney Walters, thank you so much for joining us here in studio. Uh, one more time, how can our listeners get a hold of you and your team? Our website, petragroup.org. That's P-E-T-R-A-G-R-O-U-P.org. Or call us at 312-882-0628. And thank you very much. Absolutely. Petragroup.org. Be sure to contact them. Uh, not only about their products and services, but also, also hopefully to discuss the referrals that you can make uh, to uh, to Garney and his team uh, with churches and other organizations doing such fantastic work. Speaking of fantastic work, we've got tips, advice, and information for all of you workers out there. We'll be right back after this quick break here on the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. You could get on our website, uh, shalomkline.com, and you can click that link at the very top of the page, Radio Show, and that's where you can download podcasts from the nearly 300 interviews that we have had on over the past uh, year or so. Some fascinating people, including today with Albert Ferguson and Garney Walters. Great conversations. And you could actually get a sneak peek of who will be on this program next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM 560, The Answer. Um, So uh, it's August 20th. A lot of folks are enjoying their final few days of summer vacation. Perhaps you and your family took a road trip. Um, but many business people have taken a road trip, but the road trip was actually on the phone. What I mean by that is it's possible for any of us to hang up a phone call and realize that we allowed the conversation to get totally off track and that we've ended up without the information that we need. Reluctantly, we call back or send a quick email. But how can you stay on topic no matter how much a phone conversation wanders to make sure you always get the information that you've set out to achieve and to get. Even if the conversation occasionally veers off track, you have to visualize the entire call as a road trip. You want to get to the destination, gather the necessary information or get the, the needed approvals, but you're certainly prepared and you should be to devote some time to other topics and ideas. After all, phone calls are are an important part of building and maintaining relationships. So you have to map it out. Think back to the last time you took a road trip to a new destination. In all likelihood, you looked at a map beforehand, or perhaps you put your full trust in your GPS. What you didn't do was simply get in the car, turn the key, and hope you'd get to where you were going. The same absolutely holds true for phone calls, especially with people you don't speak with often. Whether you do it as a diagram, a list of words, or in point form, create a map or an outline for the conversation, something you can look at quickly whenever you feel the call is going off track. It's not about scripting or reading long sentences of instructions. It's about that quick look at a map or a GPS so you can keep moving toward your destination. For me, one of the delightful things about road trips is doing a bit of research and choosing a few sites to check out along the way. Admittedly, I don't take road trips very often. I consider driving from home in Skokie, Illinois to O'Hare Airport as a road trip, but it certainly holds true. I'm constantly thinking about who do I see along the way? Who can I stop in to visit? Who can I work with to rebuild those relationships? Phone conversations can have those similar points of interest along the way, topics or ideas you want to include when time allows. If you're driving to the airport like me and you block out an hour of time, I, I squeeze in that 20-minute trip into an hour by by stopping in to people that are along the way and making sure that I can 
uh, put those on the map as well. Put those topics or those, or those ideas into the phone conversation as well. Perhaps you've shared family information in the past, children, elderly parents, etc. Or maybe you've discussed sports activities, a book they're writing, travel. It's important to ask for updates on those things as they're all part of growing and building relationships. The very par- best part of the road trip is the find, the side road you've never taken before, or the tiny antique store you've never explored. Or as I may have, I may have shared on this program in the past, a trip, uh, a trip uh, out uh, in southern Illinois a few years ago. I mean, how can you not stop when you see some interesting things along the way? Know that you can't plan out all of the details in a conversation. At its very core, a conversation is an impromptu activity, and you need to be prepared to learn something new or talk about an idea or subject with which you might not be so familiar. When this occurs, you have to become a good listener. Jot down the keywords while the other person is speaking and keep a record in your CRM or your relationship database. These are the systems that I use every single day in my networking adventures. The phrase, let me think about that for a bit and get back to you, is helpful if you're asked to offer advice or make a decision and you need more time. Phone conversations are vital to the growth and strength of your business. By mapping them out, you can eliminate some of the stress or anxiety often associated with this activity. You get the information you need and you relax and you can enjoy the experience. I look at my calendar every single day when I get up in the morning. I look at, I map out my, my schedule. I, I admit it, I'm, I'm busy. I try to look at my schedule. I should be looking at it uh, perhaps days in advance, but I usually look at it in the morning. And I always make notes on my calendar and I always put down the bullet points of the things that I hope to accomplish. In essence, my driving directions for the day. Those topics, those talking points that I want to emphasize And I always make sure that in the conversations and the time that I've allotted, I make sure that I'm allowing plenty of time to listen, to make as much of the conversation, ideally actually the majority of the conversation about the other people. When you can take that time to learn, to listen, you will actually discover that you will actually benefit far more than the other person. You will not only have learned from those people, from those interesting individuals, learned from those experiences, learned from those companies, but you will hopefully find tips and advice that you can implement within your own business. I do this every day, and I would strongly recommend it for uh, all of our listeners here on Get Down to Business every week. I hope you find these tips helpful. Uh, As always, we share these tips not only on the program, but also on the website, shalomkline.com. Be sure to check out the website for an archive of all of those networking tips advice and information. And speaking of tips, advice, and information, I'll be sharing some more of those tips regarding employee productivity. Uh, much of the advice that I've, shared, uh, that I've shared so far is really relevant to anybody, for workers, for managers, for everybody. But I want to talk specifically to employers out there listening this evening on Get Down to Business, and we'll be sharing some tips on improving employee productivity right when you rejoin us after this very, very quick break. So Chicagoland, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back after this very quick break. There's still time for your calls. You can call us at 312-642-5600. And again, we will be rejoining you in just a few months. 
And now it's time for Business Tip of the Week, which can be heard daily here on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. As promised, I want to talk to you about seven ways for managers to turn the dreaded task of doing an employee performance evaluation into a productive exercise. I know many of our listeners, and I hear from many of you during the week, uh, you share some of the frustrations of running a business. Many of you have gone into some industry uh, hoping uh, to actually perform those services because that's what you're good at and uh, and that's what you got into business to do. However, you ended up uh, in an administrative role where you're actually uh, evaluating employee performance, and that is the most dreaded and least fun thing about your job. While there's no shortage of research and opinion on the pros and cons of performance reviews, truly, just Google it. This may be a process that causes you anxiety. Some even dread it, finding it tedious and difficult. A majority of employers require some type of performance review exercise, causing us to consider how managers can make the process a positive an enlightening experience instead of a dreaded waste of time. So I wanted to share some tips to help managers turn the experience into a positive one. And maybe, just maybe, your employees will begin to look forward to their employee performance evaluation. You want to establish goals. Work with each direct report in the company to establish clear and concise goals well in advance of that review time. This one may seem like a no-brainer, but sometimes work gets busy and performance management tasks are pushed to the side. Goals are needed, so expectations related to performance are clear. And with goals, you can offer your direct reports feedback, and you can assess their performance in a formal process. When you establish goals, you want to ensure that each of them are SMART. You may have heard this acronym before. Specific, Measurable, Achievable, relevant and time bound. You want to make sure that they they will be rated on their goals and their overall performance during their review. Again, smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. And you need to provide constant feedback. Employee performance evaluation time should not be the first or only time you share feedback with your employees. Continually providing feedback regarding behavior and performance while it's fresh on their minds will prove much more effective than giving feedback once or twice a year. That's not enough. One way to give regular feedback and to make the performance review meeting less threatening is to establish regular one-on-one meetings. These meetings can be held weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, depending on the needs of the employee. More frequent meetings afford managers and employees the time to build rapport, review performance, share feedback, and ensure the employee is on the right track. Uh, Your employees will be much more at ease if they know exactly what the performance review will look like. You want to give them a copy of the template you'll be using. Describe the rating system. Make it clear where a solidly performing employee will rank. It will establish a team. You will be on their team and they will be on your team. They will understand the feedback that's being provided. Solicit feedback from employees that work for or with your direct reports to get a complete picture. How are they interacting with their direct reports? How how are they successful in working in a team setting? Asking people that work closely with your employees on a regular basis will give you additional insight. You want to get positive feedback and give positive feedback wherever possible. This is a good opportunity to put performing employees 
on the back to boost their confidence and encourage their behavior, and you want to help them. You want to be honest about any areas where an employee needs improvement. This will help your employees in the long run demonstrate your interest in helping them improve, give examples of ways that they can develop in any lacking areas, and assist them in in forming an improvement plan, and you want to seek feedback. You want a great time to receive feedback for yourself as well. Consider asking your employees what's going well and what can be improved relating to the management style and day-to-day interactions. If you need more coaching on the performance management process, contact our good friends at Tandem HR today. They're a Chicago area PEO professional employer organization providing custom HR solutions to hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses looking to create exceptional workplaces. Tandem HR also helps clients save time and money while growing their business by taking on the administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, tax administration, regulatory compliance, and risk management. Contact them, 630-928-0510. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here on AM560, The Answer. Have a great week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.